Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Bugle presents... The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 22nd of June of the year 2020. Happy birthday today to Meryl Streep and everyone else who was born on this day who will eventually be played in a movie by Meryl Streep. Welcome back to the show, Aditi Mittal, the Great Gatsby-type dilettante, just out of pool lounging on her inflatable pool pool, which is a floating pool that floats in the pool of her home. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Alice. It's it's crazy out here. My uh, vodka mixers have been running out. As you can tell, the pandemic has had a very severe impact on my life. I mean, that is incredibly hard for you. I think you are probably the, the greatest victim of this terrible situation in your massive compound. Is it true that you've had to issue personalized zorbing balls to all of your servants? Uh, I'm sorry, so I didn't hear that. I, I did, I'm sorry, I was too rich to hear that. Can you just... <laughs> Can you, can you repeat that slightly, slightly more wealthily? <laughs> Coming up today, we'll be bringing you all the latest news you haven't been hearing from India. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. In the news today, demonstrations against Prime Minister and wear lizard Boris Johnson in London have resumed as coronavirus continue to concern public health officials. Boris Johnson's laissez-faire approach to the virus was seemingly inexplicable after he was hospitalised for what were said to be coronavirus symptoms. But his attitude has been explained in retrospect when it was discovered that he has in fact been turned into a wear lizard or wear saurian. Zoologists have determined that the winged lizard type Boris Johnson transforms into during the full moon is a variety of dragon, but leftists are concerned that calling Johnson a were-dragon will increase his polling numbers among gamers and fantasy fans. 
Meanwhile, female billionaire and writer of totally okay, fairly middle-of-the-road children's fantasy fiction J.K. Rowling has come under criticism for publishing an essay against what she sees as anti-feminist pressures towards gender-inclusive language. Leftist social media is in an uproar, saying that Rowling's propagation of anti-trans propaganda is both ill-thought-through and damaging to trans people, and many popular accounts are criticising and condemning Rowling's dehumanising and hurtful comments by spreading those dehumanising and hurtful comments as widely as possible, so as many vulnerable people as possible can see and be hurt by those comments, but also feel supported by the support indicated by the condemnation of those comments. Many hitherto Harry Potter fans have said that they will boycott the Harry Potter franchise and refuse to buy any more copies of the books they already have eight copies of. Conservative Christian groups who previously condemned J.K. Rowling for promoting witchcraft and burned her books are now holding book reconstruction ceremonies where they try to piece together the Harry Potter books from the ashes in protest against the protests. That's all the time we have for the stories that we don't have time for because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because we're all simultaneously culpable for our role in perpetuating the inequities of capitalism as a system, and yet our refusal to engage with it won't make a significant enough impact to be worth the personal cost of opting out. They say when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And when you have the saying that when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, you see every situation as being one in which that saying is applicable. Actually, most situations require different things of you, and the world is a very complicated place. Often when you're faced with a new problem, the temptation to apply old solutions is almost unbearably great. But you should always try to treat each new thing with fresh eyes and not get caught in useless old thinking loops. That said, most problems are not made worse by taking a step back, taking a deep breath and drinking half a glass of water. Half a glass of water, the nail to your hammer, the thing they do in Rome that you should do in Rome and the exception that proves the rule. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Exorcist Size, the home exorcist training regime that will also keep you fit. Sign up today for a set of weighted crosses as well as a kettlebell book and candle to keep the demons at bay while you get jacked. Old Nick will never get a foothold in your home with our new Exorcist Size Exercise and Exorcism program. Blessed by Biggest Loser trainer Gillian Michaels and the Pope. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that's your ad section for today. The last post. That's all the time we have for your ads today because now it's time for your top story. Your top story today, a very recently missed news story from India brought to you by Aditi Mittal. Aditi Mittal, what's been happening in India that I don't know about? 
Alice, if it doesn't happen in the last post universe, frankly, it doesn't happen. Having said that, uh, of course, I bring you news from another dimension. In personal news, during this lockdown, I've swept so much hair from my floors, my tables, under my cupboards, that I should technically be bald. Or there's a very hairy lady living under my furniture and my hair has been tearing itself out of boredom from the lockdown. I have found a total of 300 rupees while dusting couches and bookshelves, which has been my income. And I have had several meltdowns on Insta Live. Among other creatures, my house has been possessed by a ghost that's guzzling water viciously, which I have to refill every 30 minutes. The faster I fill it up, the quicker it disappears and comes back in the form of various empty bottles in corners of the house. There's a really well hydrated ghost and for some reason I need to pee all the time. In emotional news, <laughs> there's a popular tweet format. It's the year 2020 and we still can't get healthcare. What's going on? 2020 is broken or, you know, we can't get justice. We can't get human rights. We can't get food. What's going on? 2020 is broken, which I petitioned to change into something more uplifting. Now we should start <laughs> saying things that we're grateful for in 2020. It's 2020 and we still have trains. It's 2020 and we can still use our phones. It's 2020 and we can still breathe air in some places. In national news, India has been testing 758 tests per million people because the lesser you test, the lesser you'll know that people are sick and the lesser numbers you'll have to report. The policy of India in regards to COVID numbers reporting has been very much don't test, don't tell variety. It's kind of like Blackout Tuesday, but every day. In fact, <laughs> India has had the unique distinction of having one of the most brutal and sudden lockdowns in the world. Millions of people were stranded away from home when trains and buses abruptly stopped. The upper middle class, like myself, have been baking banana bread for Instagram, while less than a kilometre away, people are potentially dying of starvation. Alice, at this point, we have our heads so deep in the sand that we're shitting sand. The upper class is not <laughs> counting if our glass is half empty or half full. It doesn't matter. We have half a glass of water. And isn't that the secret <laughs> to a healthy life? Our next story, Alice, is about something more positive. When 1.3 billion people freeze in place, it's the animal kingdom that has come out to play. When the lockdown in Italy treated us to charming visuals of swans and canals, India's animals have displayed a more scientific bent of mind. In Meerut, in central India, monkeys stole COVID samples and made off with them, which temporarily gave <laughs> Indians the hope that this pandemic was being handled by someone more capable than the current government. The monkey was later seen chewing the samples and is said to have reviewed them as tasty, but nowhere nearly as tasty as other medical equipment and accessories he's eaten. <laughs> Isn't that literally the plot point at the beginning of the movie Outbreak? Is that? No, I thought that was... Uh, oh, that's Contagion. But does that... Oh my God. Welcome to the future, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> it is incredibly rare to have an actual monkey throw a monkey wrench into plants. But if it's in India, it's possible. As they say, nature has finally reclaimed her space. Humans were the virus all along. Which is why yesterday <laughs> I was not surprised to turn on the tap in my bathroom to wash my hands and a snake slithered out to claim its space in my nightmares. Nature is beautiful. <laughs> Moving on from animals to actual animals in the spotlight. Celebrity actors in India too have been suffering in the lockdown. 
with air travel minimized, they're not able to display their acting range in their paparazzi shots and airport looks. And so they've had to struggle to stay relevant. <laughs> Several of them have expressed their solidarity for George Floyd and need for attention by tweeting hashtag all lives matter when the American protests were going on. If you thought that Hollywood celebrities were tone deaf, an ableist term, then Indian celebrities are tone dead, an unableist term. <laughs> the only one stopping them from tweeting hashtag not all men is those angry hypocritical feminists on the internet, which seems to be the only tool India has right now against the pandemic of rape that continues to ravage India from way before the internet. Now we would love to blame this gross misstep on a simplistic stupidity of said celebrities, but to literally be one in a billion and not take the time to have a conversation or read something, they literally have a direct access line to Hassan Minaj. Before you alert your 77 million viewers about dog whistles like hashtag all lives matter is also a result of sheer not giving a f**kery about anyone's feeling except their own. Though, when I say they care about feelings of their own, it would imply that they care about what's happening in their own country, which is a complete misimplication on my part. It's those very celebrities that had nothing to say when the Indian state launched a brutal anti-Muslim pogrom in January 2020, which left over 500 dead in the nation's capital. Or at least, that's the number we heard. As they say, every day in the Indian media is hashtag Blackout Tuesday. But Indian celebrities know which way their butter is breaded. They know that activism in India will cost you business, but activism in the US will earn you business. And let's face it, no lives matter more than business does. When it comes to reading a room, Indian celebrities would rather see the movie version of it. That's all the time we have for your top story now, because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you too can write a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice and guest, that's you today, Aditi. Hi. I would like to ask you about the ongoing legal challenge by the octopus tribes of New New Zealand, claiming that as they were here before our human ancestors came out of the trees to check out that cave, they have first rights to the name Zealand, which would make the Dutch province of Zealand now New Zealand, and New Zealand would become New New Zealand. Perhaps you and Anavab could use your legal expertise to help explain the current situation, as this could have global consequences for map making and government stationery. Also, good luck to you, Christopher. Yours sincerely, Misha. Thank you for writing in, Misha. Um, I feel like this is probably fan fiction. As we all know, the octopus tribes of New New Zealand have their own name for that piece of land that has risen from the ocean in January this year. The octopus tribe's name for their own country is unfortunately unpronounceable by anyone above water. So if our good editor can just play for a second the sound of the pronunciation of uh, New New Zealand. Thank you. That's what it sounds like. And if you can pronounce that, I will give you anti-racism points. Thank you for writing into us, Misha. We never get tired of your stupid letters. If you have a really dumb thing to say to us, write in at the last post at somethingelse.com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Aditi Mittal. If you enjoyed her work, go back to episode 166 for her brilliant dilettante work there. Aditi, have you got anything to plug? Uh, please follow me on social media. I am A-D-D-Y-M-I-T-Z-Y on Instagram and A-W-R-Y-A-D-I-T-I on Twitter and uh, I will be joining TikTok uh, soon. Watch out for that. <laughs>
because that's not going to be fun for you or for me. The last post is a something else, Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind the scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer for this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter. As they and we always say... Good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.